Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode six of Paxahow Radio. Tonight we have Detroit native Dan Bain back in town and on the show with us. He's one of the most original DJs out there. His sets are never predictable, which you'll get to hear a little bit more of uh, later in the evening. But right now, I'd just like to welcome Dan to the show. Thanks, man. It's great to be back. Yeah, welcome back home to Detroit. Woo. For sure, man. Great to be here always. Yeah. What's been new in your wild world of jam sessions and music finds lately? Oh man, we've uh, we've been staying busy down in Houston, doing a bunch of kind of off nights and some small parties and things. And this is where, uh, you know, kind of helps me to hone that that unpredictable vibe that you mentioned, right? Just trying to keep things fresh by uh, connecting to small crowds and new warehouse space that we're in down there. It's been treating us really well. And I have my patio jam I do every Tuesday. That's been going really nice. Nice. What kind of jams are you doing for that? Oh, man, what's beautiful about it is that we really uh, run the whole spectrum. It's one of those kind of nights where you just play what you feel, and it really varies widely from week to week. So we're getting more guests in the mix, some established DJs from the Houston market, um, and kind of challenging them to dig deep into their crates and you know play the stuff that's the most meaningful to them. So it's been really cool to see the kind of stuff they're bringing forward. You've always had a lot of like passion behind the music that you pick. Growing up in Detroit, where did you find your music? And of course, uh, some Detroit staples, Record Time and, and Ferndale was a regular spot for me. Uh, Lavelle there, he really helped me out a lot to, to kind of start to find some of the stuff that I was looking for that I couldn't quite identify yet. Um, and then uh, Brian Gillespie at DJ Supply was another really key resource for me. What made you get into the more soulful side of the music? Man, I think it, it, it became something that I just sort of naturally gravitated towards. You know, I came up playing a lot of house music, and granted, it was uh, a lot of funky or soulful stuff. It's my favorites back in the day are John Aquaviva, uh, of course, being from around here, and Terry Mullen and Charles Feelgood, the kind of approach that they had. So uh, the biggest, probably Mark Farina. And you know, the way those, that. Those guys were all like playing nice, like, funk West Coast funky breaks and. A lot of crazy, like, uh, old-school acid house. Definitely, man. So it's, like, always kind of been this hybrid of uh, the groove of techno with Mm -hmm. the soul of some of the other types of music that I like. Trying to find this right balance between those two worlds is, like, my infinite quest. So you've, you've kind of had a dynamic shift with your move to Houston. You come back here pretty often to Detroit for your gigs, as you've come back and forth, what are some changes you've been noticing in the city? Man, I can tell you it's been incredibly inspiring. Every time that I come back here since I've left, the amount of progress that seems to be made, not only in the creative culture here, but also just in the city as a whole, has been uh, breathtaking, you know, for lack of a better word. And I mean, there hasn't been a single trip back that I haven't seen discernible differences and progress and all these great things happening here. Made me a little homesick, I won't lie, you know? I'm like, damn, I wish I was a part of this still, but um, I feel like I'm in Houston with some kind of purpose as well. So um, I feel really grateful that I've had a lot of opportunities come back here and play as often as I had. Um, and, you know, the, the, the gig's coming up, no exception. So it's, it's great to come back here and have people who are willing to invest their time and energy in getting me here. You're a torchbearer for Detroit, though, even if you're not you know, fully involved here on the ground full time. You're a torchbearer in your community for a music movement that is something we're all so proud of, you know, having be based out of our home. So Definitely, uh, man. do you feel like you've changed 
at all musically since you've been in Houston, or do you think you are just kind of further extending your mission that you've been developing since you've been in Detroit? I can definitely say that it has shifted my approach quite a bit because I think in Detroit you have a lot of really like amazing parties happening pretty regularly here. So it's like when you're playing a show, um, you're kind of rocking it out. You're really going for it. You know, you're like working a room like real hard. And in Houston, it's been uh, with a few exceptions contrary to that experience. So if anything, it's had me going a lot deeper mm -hmm. and a little bit further left. And then I come home and I'm like, oh shit, how do I got? <laughs> how do I polish all this back into something that's like a nice package for like a packed dance floor? So it's been it's been a good exercise in keeping me thinking creatively. Speaking of packed dance floors, you're playing tonight uh, at TV Lounge for Paxo House Thanksgiving Eve with Soul Clap. Yeah. Soul Clap's playing all night long in the main room, and you're playing all night long in the side room. You've played quite a few of their parties. What are some highlights from some of those in the past with Soul Clap? Oh, man. I mean, I love those guys. Like, really, they're, I think, the ones who really helped to inspire me to embrace that, that left the center mentality that I really try to carry forward now. Um, so, yeah, every time that I've had an opportunity to actually, like, jam out with them or play at an event that they're putting together, it's been a tremendous experience for me. Uh, their, their first e-funk party was I mean, mind-blowing. It was really great. I think uh, there was a caveat that me and Josh ended up playing in the uh, alley kind of randomly when it was supposed to be shut down, and that was for sure just a, an all-around life-changing experience, the magic sun coming up, and I'm, like, playing some new edits and cuts that I've been working on with uh, my friends in Houston, and it was just it was an all-around magical experience, you know? Sunrise set on the TV bar patio. Oof, yeah, nothing like it, man. Nothing like it. <laughs> what about some standout Paxahel parties you've played here in Detroit? Oh, man. I mean, there, there are definitely many of them. Um, of course, like having the opportunity to play at Movement in 2010 was another one of those really like earth-shattering experiences for me that uh, reshaped the way that, that my trajectory was going. Um, but I think back to the first one that I played for them, uh, inevitably, where I opened for Sammy D, and then Alexander played like a live set for like three hours or something after that, and it was just wow. total madness. It was like, okay, now now things are getting real. <laughs> yeah, that's a serious lineup. Challenged me to step up my game quite a bit. I can tell you that much. <laughs> you, I'm guessing you probably weren't playing soulful funk jams that night. I certainly was not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how has Detroit helped shape your sound and some of your foresight as an artist? Man, I think that uh, there is this current here. It's just like energetic current that you kind of feel uh, the Motown vibe, whatever you want to call it, you know, they take it back. But it's just like there's a different way that music is perceived and executed in Detroit. And it, it seems to come from the heart far more than any other place that I've been. So. I think the upbringing here also helped me to embrace that. Like, you know, if, if, if the music means something really meaningful to me, then it's worth sharing with other people. Mm. Sure. I think that's like the joy of having the responsibility of being a DJ and a selector and having that experience of getting to share your taste. What, what, do, you, what do you think was like the origin of you wanting to share your music taste with other people? Man, that's a good question, too. I think that, like, in going to parties back in the days, you know, in the warehouses and things here was, like, a very inspiring experience, seeing an environment of, like, pure freedom, you know, where there was just absolutely no rules and just uh, it felt, like, so spontaneous and, and random, and it was just it was very, very inspiring. So from that, like, 
it just uh I, I started to have like a lot of uh, a lot of feelings about trying to share music with others as well so then it was just falling into place with the right people to be able to facilitate it you know do you have like a do you have a memory of the first moment where you were the dj oh man yeah yeah it was it was definitely not pretty <laughs> <laughs> Did you get dragged out by your neck? No, no, it wasn't anything like that, but it was definitely one of those uh, moments of humility. <laughs> I think we all still have those, even in our sets nowadays, for absolutely, sure. Absolutely, absolutely. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, do you have anything you'd like to say you're grateful for tonight? Man, I don't even know where to start on that one. There's just so much, you know. But I mean, one thing that I'm immediately in this moment grateful for is the opportunity to be here, to be able to share my music with, uh, you know, the folks tuning into this uh, this lovely podcast, radio show, video thing. And of course, to be able to jam out with all my friends and family at TV tonight and, you know, be able to share five hours worth of music with them, man. That is a humbling thing to be very grateful for. So. Big thanks for sure. Yeah, you got a long night of sharing tunes tonight. Yeah, can't wait. Well, that's a wrap for our sit-down with Dan Bain. We've got him live on the decks for the next 45 on our Thanksgiving edition of Paxlaha Radio. Thanks for coming on the show, Dan. Thank you, man. This record is a tribute tribute to the spirit of all these different musicians who created the music out of love with the idea that it will endure. People represent the best and the most lasting, the most profound, the most sophisticated, the most danceable, the most down home, and the most human music anybody would ever want to hear in their lifetime. Musicians today see music as a field that is wide open for study, for devotion, and for the desire to be able to play anything that's good music. The key, of course, is to be able to know what to listen for, to be able to study that clave and the thousands of rhythms that fit around it, to be able to study jazz in terms of what it's been and what it's always becoming. The mystery of never knowing what's gonna come next combined with being able to react and respect and enjoy the moment. Hopefully this record will encourage all listeners to take up some music themselves, to be part of that great band, which all of us are becoming. The true coming togethers of these beautiful indigenous musics that we have.
Dentro e fuori la mia pelle Dall'inferno alle stelle Puoi sentirmi ricadere Per bruciare e poi volare
the right time But there's something about us I've got to do Some kind of secret I will share with you I need you more than anything in my life I want you more than anything in my life I'll miss you more than anyone in my life I love you more than Thank you.
Dan. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. Have a great set at TV Bar. Thank you, everyone. And that's it for tonight. Head to paxahow.com for info on our upcoming shows. We'll catch you soon. Peace.